0: and welcome to another edition of the copcast podcast um, it's it's after brighton well you know what's coming so but without further ado we'll we'll get into it um, and to get into it i've got i've got neil Patterson out in berlin chief <laughs> are we are we are we ranting out yet or have you still got some some
1: some gas left in the tank. Uh, I've still got some fire in the belly for this. Second, <laughs> good, lad. Um, all right. Yeah, not doing too badly. My foot is 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 doing a little worse after I booted the sofa yesterday on ninety-three minutes. But uh, but yeah, gradually recovering and, and all good. Okay, Well, at least the TV's all
0: right. The foot didn't That's go it. through that, which is yes. <laughs> <laughs> always a bonus. Um, I've also got... um. Got Mike Davis out in the world for his pod debut. Mike, how are you this evening? Yeah,
2: good, thanks. Yeah, uh, still recovering from that yesterday. Still trying to work out a few things. I have watched it twice up to now, and uh, I'm still none the wiser.
0: <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched um, I haven't watched the ball kicked since I was. I kind of had. I went down to see my my uh, my parents earlier on. Bubbled of obviously. Um, and the, the Spurs-Chelsea game was on in the background, but I uh, didn't really pay a lot of attention because it can't really be our awesome football, the way it's, the way it's going. Um, so that's kind of where I am. Uh, more dejection um, and sorrow. Uh, Dave, Karen in Brazil, uh, how are you feeling?
3: I'm very good, Dave. How are you? I dreamt that one up last night When I was waiting for the fucking Tyson disappointment oh, That was commentated yes. on That was commentated on by fucking Snoop Dogg Like if it was rolling a joint I might pay attention to all his commentary But fuck it was boxing What the fuck? Well, My whole but, weekend has been ruined But was it boxing Dave? Was it boxing? No
0: it was like strictly come dancing With a few like, left like, to the body It was like Boxing, if, it was like boxing in the in the walking football kind of term, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, oh, they, they, I I am a massive Tyson fan, and that just that just uh, uh, oh, I knew what it was going to be, but I was compelled to watch. It's, it's it's an age thing. It's it's horrible. Um, it's like Liverpool them, I and I'm fucking compelled to watch, even though I know the football gods are conspired against us, and everybody fucking hates us, and uh, it used to be great, being unbearable. Now fucking VAR's unbearable. Oh, well football
0: for me pretty much getting unbearable. But all right, well we'll go to Chief first then. <laughs> all right, Chief. We'll get into the game. Um the lineup the lineup uh I was surprised to see Phillips start. I didn't think it would have been the game for him. I thought he would have been reserved for the likes of the, the Burnleys of this world, but um he starts with with Nico Williams to the right of him. Um Tough for the two of them playing beside each other. Um, we we'll go the the four the four guys up front. But it was it what you were expecting? And like, do you think it was? What do you think drove that selection? Was it tactical? Was it medical? What was it?
1: Well, I think at the moment it's all to do with managing minutes and making sure. Well, making sure, trying to make sure that we don't pick up any more injuries. Um, it's proven more and more difficult, uh, because some certain players are, are being asked to, to go again and again. Um, and, uh, it's not quite, they're not quite able to do it. Like, obviously, James Milner comes off last week. Now he kind of comes off. Jordan Henderson's just coming back to fitness and he came on, uh, second half for us there the weekend. And, you know, at, at the moment, it's really a case of sort of getting one back in and, and, one or two going out again injured, uh, and it's very very difficult then for the manager. I wasn't that surprised to see um, Phillips start because I think Williams struggled a little bit midweek. Plus we know this thing with the whole. Uh,
3: There's nobody else. <laughs>
1: well, well, the Phillips is 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 registered only for the league and and. Uh, is not in the Champions League squad, and so on and so on, and they don't want to keep Williams in there, plus Matipa had already done a couple of games in a week, so he was unlikely to start a third one, so I wasn't that surprised, and actually I thought he did really well, um, to be fair to him, Um, Nico Williams on the other hand, didn't, Um, it's it's a shame for him, I think maybe he, he might make it in the long run, but he's He's fallen on his face, kind of game after game here when he's getting his chance, which is which is sad for him. Um, but again, hooked at halftime, and and I think everybody was calling for him to be hooked at halftime. So it's it's not going that well for him at the moment. Um, first half, we're not there. We're a little bit uh, what well, we look like. We've got a makeshift backline, put it like that. Nico Williams makes a couple of mistakes. You've got the penalty. You've got the MoPay miss. Then he goes off injured, and then you know we still um, we still sort of contrived to concede. Uh, obviously, we had the sal- Salah breakaway where we um, we should score. We, sh- we should be given that goal probably, but I think we're going to come on to that later. And that would have been kind of the perfect tonic. I think I'd actually written in the in the WhatsApp group, um, shove that up your holes, fucking McManaman and Fletcher or something, because they've just been fucking. Negative commentary on Liverpool for half an hour, and then Mo bursts up pitch and scores a screamer. But obviously that doesn't count. And as I said, we'll get onto that later. But you know, second half we we up our game and we take it away from them. And um, you know, we we um, we manage to sort of keep keep the keep the clean sheet all the way through. And when Jota kind of bursts through and gets that one, you just think that's that's it. Um yeah. I mean, obviously other things transpire. We'd probably talk about the Salah substitution. I thought that was a little bit um a little bit premature when he made it. Salah obviously wasn't happy. I know everyone was saying that was informed by the medical staff and Klopp mentions that afterwards, but personally I think that was um not necessarily the right move and it, it proved sort of costly in the end. But yeah, you just thought we'd done enough you just thought we'd done enough and even Manley scores a second one. Okay. It's offside. It's clearly offside. It's slightly poor for Manley to be honest. I think he's lazy there. He should be onside. He's never onside at any point um, in that, in that whole move. Um, And then, yeah, uh, just when you think it's all over and you're safe to, to, to kind of celebrate your hard fought three points without playing very well, then you, you get that decision in the last couple of minutes and, Leaves a real sour taste in the mouth because I think you can say Liverpool didn't play well, but ninety minutes watching that game, there's only one winner. I think often commentators and pundits are loath to say it because they love to talk up the underdog, and it's seen as the underdog haven't played really well just because they're they're not getting beat or whatever. But over ninety minutes, Liverpool were easily the better side, and and in fact dominated for large periods in the second half and should have won the game and to not do so in, and to be pegged back in such a way is a real kick in the stones to be honest
0: Yeah, kicking the stones is exactly what it was um, Mike, it's you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that this side, they, they generally play as well as they have to and their level is generally just you know, just slightly above where it needs to be um, I feel Leicester last week um, we show them almost too much respect. And we've done that before where we play far better than we have to. And that doesn't happen very often with this side. Um, but we find our level in the second half. And I think a lot of that's down to, you know, obviously Milner goes into right back and, and Henderson comes into the midfield. But there's a, a marked improvement in the second half and the control of the game and particularly nullifying their, their breaks and then allowing them to get in behind because it just didn't happen in the second half.
2: No, no, I thought we totally nullified him second half. Um, Interesting fact on young Williams, he started his debut at Brighton last year and got hooked at half-time, and then played his first game this year and got hooked. Uh, Quite funny, that. Um, But, yeah, we nullified him. I thought there was only ever going to be one winner second half. We, We controlled the game. I think bringing Henderson on was the right thing to do. I think we'd miss him more than what a lot of fans realise, to be truthful. I'm a big lover of Henderson. Uh, I think he's a fantastic leader of the team. Uh, we just totally... I, I just didn't see them scoring. Uh, I don't recall them having... Did they have a shot in the second half, Dave? I don't think they did, did they? Apart from the penalty? Just 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 the penalty, I, I'm pretty sure. yeah. That's what I thought, you know, and uh, I agree. Um, He was lazy, Marnie, there. I mean, a good striker should be watching that, shouldn't he? Um, He was always going to get to the ball. um, But like we were saying earlier before recording, I don't think Marnie's at his best when he comes on a sub. I think he needs to start a game. Uh, He doesn't seem to be able to play himself into a game, does he? I don't feel.
0: Yeah, I do. It's it, it's it's hard coming in to a game and knowing you know you kind of feel your way into the game and you work out where the space is and, and you you find the the rhythm of the match which changes from time to time. And it's difficult, I think, coming in cold, especially especially for players like him at the top end of the pitch where there isn't a lot of space. Um,
2: John yeah. found it.
0: He had another good game. He scores a lot oh, I'll tell you, what a
2: player he's turned out to be. I mean, when we got him from Wolves, I thought we bought the wrong person. I don't mind thinking. You know, I thought, no, we don't want Jotty. We want that Neto. He's a better player. Um, but pff, I think he's shot nearly every Liverpool fan, if the truthful. truthful. Um, he's just slotted in and looks like he's been at Liverpool for years, doesn't he? Uh, like you say, another great goal. He's just on fire. I think he's got a start every time,
0: hasn't he, at the minute? Yeah, he, he really has hit the ground running. There's, there's no, there's no other way to put it. I think it's is it eight, eight, eight or nine goals now? Um, yeah, I think it's nine goals. Um, and he's, Dave, he's, he's the one real bright spot. Yesterday, Dave. Um, he, again, he, he puts in a good shift. We're we're not we're not we're not fantastic, but you know, you think you think we've done enough? You think we've done enough? And then, but
3: and but then do bang. you, Dave? Do you because well, I, at the moment at, mo- at the moment you always feel for, for, for my money with Liverpool at the moment and and and, and it's not so much Liverpool it's this league and the whole fucking schedule and bollocks and all the rest of it. Um, you always feel that a second's needed, now, and not not to win the game, but to, to kill their impetus, if you know what I mean. And 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 that's what we found in the 95th minutes. We nullified them. We kept them at arm's length the whole of the second half. But then that happens. You know, what happened happened. And, you know, you can make whatever you want out of it. And I think it's a complete parcel of bullshit myself. Um, I'm, I'm I, it's, it's complete fuckwittery of the highest fucking level. If that is a foul, a foul, I don't know. You know, look, I know in the purest sense, if I tap, tap you on the shoulder, Dave, and you don't appreciate it, that's an assault in law. You know what I mean? But we're into the same pedantic, microscopic bullshit of that as a penalty. Um, You know, have we done 10 minutes in the game? Can I rant? Am I I allowed to rant? Can Uh, I stop you? Yeah, please do. I have never been able to
0: do so. Just far away. Give it your best, mate. Get it out of your system. This is is what it's here for. Let's just think of this as therapy.
3: Okay. Here's the thing for me and and, and I always think if you if it's a penalty when we used to see in the old days you know if a if a ball was knocked too far in front of a player and he couldn't have got to it it was going to the byline and a player came in with a rough tackle it wasn't given as a penalty we used to know that you know, penalty used to be really fucking clear on what it was and wasn't and if that y- yesterday is a fucking penalty I'm the queen of fucking sheba uh, and and that's the way I feel um you know, as as I said to Prepod, pre-pod, there's one pundit um, who, who called this game who thinks that's a penalty and that's Owen Hargreaves and, and, and you're talking about bitter fucking Mank. Um, like, seriously, is this what we're coming to? Is this what this sport that I love is coming to? That we're down to this? We're all... I think, Dave, we're... I think we're, but, it's, it's not It's not coming to it. We're already there. Yeah, you know, but... but Dave, you know, we we said it as well. The rules change week by fucking week. Where are we going with this? If this is where we are now, and VAR is quite clearly not the fucking thinnest product, where the fuck are we going with this? Where does it end? Where does insanity stop and and reality kick back in again? Uh, and 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 you can say, oh, it's just an Liverpool supporter giving out because they got a wrong. This is this is this has been going on for games and games, and it's not just us. It's every fucking team in the league. It's every professional footballer you know when you see a, a consummate pro like um James Milner come out and question his love of the sport I think that's that, that speaks volumes and, and and really the the football league the FA the referees association everybody should be looking at that and going hang on lads we're we're, we're, we're fucking this we, we are fucking this royally we're not just making a slight mess of it we're fucking it royally now let's let's look at the let's look at the Robo incident. Like, Danny Welbeck's fucking pissing himself laughing. He's pissing himself laughing. And he, he comes out even in the, the, the post-match and goes, fuck, that was no pen. Like, really? You know, got away with one. And, and that's what we're down to. But in the purest, purest form of the law of the game, that was a penalty. Now, where do we stop with that? Is every little touch you know when you 're going through to kick a ball we 've all played the game and we 've all accidentally followed through and, and and followed through and so completely accidental and if it 's anywhere else in the pitch if that 's on the if that 's in the center circle, is that given us a foul? Do we go back and we look at that? Was there a real clear goal scoring chance um and that 's what that 's what penalties used to fall into the bucket of was there you know was there a goal scoring chance and and, and I cite that. You know, many a time the player had knocked the ball further forward that he, he could possibly reach and was fouled. He was fouled, but there was no penalty given. The ball doesn't seem to matter anymore. It doesn't matter where the fucking ball is. The ball could be in fucking outer space for all they care. If you touch someone so much as a, a glancing blow, it's now going to be a penalty. That is that's not the spirit of the game, Dave. I'm really sorry. It is not the spirit of the game. Um, it is a semi-contact sport. There is contact in football. Now, was that contact? Can you put any malice? Any, any, any? You know, was 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 Robbo genuinely trying to stop him scoring a goal illegally? No, he made, the, their feet came into contact with each other, and it was a genuine movement, um, a, 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 a natural movement of both feet, in my opinion. Did Robbo go? Right, well, I'm going to fucking take him down here because he's going to score. No, he didn't do that. And and there needs to be some clarification around this. And and you know, you talk about Walton and saying the bar's been lowered and this being, it, it's it's you know, it, it, it's like week on week, we don't know what to expect next. You know, there should be. There, you know, we we have a, a league table with played, one draw, for and against. We should have you know the VAR decisions on there. As well, because that's what it's becoming, because it's becoming the the actual talking point rather than what happens on the pitch. As I say, I watched every every pundit's opinion on this game and nobody fucking talked about the game. They all talked about fire. The game of football is immaterial and it doesn't matter at the minute because the referees are the the referees are the game. The referees are the story and no one is interested in changing that. And, and yeah, it's, yeah. Do, please go ahead
2: yeah don't, don't you think it's, it's been going, it. going that way a bit though over the last few years before VAR no.
3: refs oh, have uh, been trying look, to be. It, it, you if, know, you to back, if you want no, to strip it back if you want if you want to strip it back to its purest form it's the gentrification of football this is all about making it a, this lovely controlled uh, f- football used to be this fluid fast moving sport and and you know the decisions were made on the spot and we kept moving with it. And it's what compelled us to watch it. It's what made us fans of the game. And the, the game has stopped moving. The game is now this stop start. It's almost like rugby. You know what I mean? Football has lost its fluid motion, it's lost its fluidity and, and it's lost its passion yeah. because we're stopping and we're doing these things. And I just find I just find it appalling. It's
0: going on. So Chief Chief, can I just come to you, Chief, on this? Um I think, you know I think the guys who have implemented this, they've lost in my eyes, they've lost sight of what it was what it was for, what it was originally Mm. supposed to do. Now this I think Dave's touched on really for me what the crux of the issue is, and this technology was designed to um resolve Massive errors in judgment. We all remember the goal. I think was it at Watford where it actually doesn't go in the net, and the referee gives the goal. It bounces behind, hits the advertising hoarding, and bounces out. and The referee doesn't Coming get it, gives a goal, yet, and, gives and it it's goal. not. It's not a goal. Those, in I think, in everybody's eyes at the start, were the sorts of things that this technology was brought to resolve.
1: Roy Carroll against
0: Roy Carroll, and that's more kind of goal line technology. But yes, absolutely, like those those sorts well, of horrend. Yes. But those sorts of horrendous. Errors in judgment, but the hand what of God, we essentially the hand of God, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But
3: but what we have not now, a bloody thing wrong with it. I don't know what you're giving out about that. About <laughs> no, but what 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 we have what we have now is
0: a bastardized version of this technology being used at every turn of a football yep. match.
3: which seems to be relevant
0: to a goal. And it is basically got to the point where anything that happens in and around the penalty area is retrospectively refereed.
1: Yeah. So basically what you have is like an authority that's brought in sort of um, CCTV, essentially, and said that it's going to be used for your safety to stop crime on you. And now basically what they use it for is facial recognition style camera, which picks you up, identifies you and highlights everything that you do and looks for any transgression that you may commit or may make in order to fuck you over in some way or another. And that's what it's really, that's, that's how it's being used. So I think we talked beforehand and, and Johnny sent us that uh, that piece uh, from a journalist we went to Stockley Park, and it basically said. Yeah, so
0: I'll just run through that. I'll run yeah. through those those bits and pieces for you, Chief. Um, so, as you rightly say, it was a, a collection of, of high profile journalists were were invited to Stockley Park, um, the uh, you know bomb proof, nuclear proof bunker the that they appletian. all sit in. Uh huh. Um, so prior to the why would you of, ever need a bunker?
3: Why would you need a bunker if you weren't drawing controversy
0: upon yourself? Well, it's been evidently, yeah, it's, it's evidently clear why they need a bunker. Um, they probably need a few fucking extra layers of concrete I hope plastered it's well, around it yeah, well. protect themselves, hundred uh-huh. percent. <laughs> so prior to the introduction of VAR in the Premier League, a selection of journalists were invited to Stockley Park for an induction into how the technology would be used in the division, and we saw it used, I think, pretty. Pretty effectively in the World Cup, I think it's fair to say it worked reasonably well for kind of like the the first trial <laughs> run. Because they didn't know what they were doing, Dave. But but hold on, I think I think that's fair to say it, it was used reasonably well for the first trial run, and you'd expect, you know, if, if that's if that's the pilot, um, you know, there's a few kinks to be ironed out, but hopefully we'll not be too far away from the, the finished article. And the finish, if the finished article isn't too far away from that, we would have been happy enough. What they said, Mike Riley, uh, head of the Professional Game Management Officials Limited, the PGMOL, as they are known, oversaw the session, and they were told a few concrete things. Um, And here are the five key points that uh, that were laid out. The first point is, there will be minimum VAR intervention, maximum benefit, minimum interference. Second point is, the point was not to re referee games. Uh, there will be a high bar for clear and obvious, which I think if anybody watched the BT conference, they'll have heard Peter Walton lament, um, because they seem to make a fool out of him, um, by giving that decision. Um, only overturn the decision if it is clearly wrong, um, and there, it is there to pick up big missed incidents, not painstakingly analyze elements of the match.
1: Now for so, me for me that last one that last one is absolutely at odds with how it is being used in the Premier League at the moment. Now see the notion the notion of double speak or double think where you say one thing and do the exact opposite. Now, that's that's exactly what's happening here.
0: It's pretty it's not bang on that, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It's being used yeah, forensically to disallow goals, to give decisions based on the merest fractional bullshit. I mean, forensic is the word. So um, they are using it um, exactly in the opposite way to which that they laid out that it would be used. Um, I don't think anyone has any problem. In fact, most people were for VAR. I was for VAR because we did think that it was going to be used fucking sensibly, that it was going to be used to, to stop the ridiculous things if the ball clearly goes out. The other thing is it can only be used to give a penalty or, or whatever. That's That, again, is not really what it should be used for. It shouldn't have a. It's, there shouldn't be a limit on what it can and cannot be used for. It should just be fucking used for things that are clearly fucking wrong. Sorry,
0: basically, partner. if someone's dropped an absolute clanger,
1: clanger someone for? gets
0: on the phone and goes, "Here, big lad, Here, just go and have out. a look at that." If you don't believe me, because you might want to make
1: an adjustment there. Absolutely, that's what it's for. It's four, he made he's two yards offside there. Check that. You know that ball's clearly gone out there. Check that. You know that's a free.
3: Can pick I can, can I fu- can I fire a wee theory into the mix here, guys? It just came to me. Do, do you ever think half the problem here is the the fact that refs are impersonal? We don't. You, you, if you if you cast your mind back, referees we had Collini uh, who was widely respected. Widely respected globally as a referee beyond him. Who have we ever had that you could say was a personality who you could warm to, who you could relate to, who they hide themselves away. It's, it's, it's like a fucking secret society and there they, there's no personality to them they're impersonal they hide in the shadows you know they come out to play they come out to play for 90 minutes and then they fucking go back to their their their, their bunkers um i think the thing I, Dave, is that referees referees shouldn't be seen and shouldn't be
0: noticed they should be peripheral but, but, to the but, 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 game but, but, but what Dave, when, when, you game system, uh-huh.
3: when you bring in a system when you bring a system around them yes You've got, and, and you've already got a negative opinion. Like, certainly, you know, we we, we maybe view Michael Oliver, it, it, at least we've got a decent ref, but as a personality, we don't know anything about him. You know what I mean? Referees, the they're, thing they're, is, they're, they're human beings like the rest of us, and they do have personality, but we we as football fans view them almost a, a, as, as like, it's like the fucking, like an exhibit at Disney. You know, they're fucking they're, animatronics, they're you know? They're encouraged
1: to be like that, though, aren't they? They're encouraged to, yeah. to sort of to, to stay in the shadows. And, and nowadays, it's all the rage for them to become personalities as soon as they retire. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're all over it, it, it,
3: There's like a secondary industry going on
1: here. Yeah, but, the, exactly, but the, where the, you get to go on TV and back up all your mates who are doing a shit yeah. job. On. See, to be fair, though,
0: to be fair, Dave, you have a point that you don't really see the personalities of the referees for one reason or another. But I think the main reason is I've seen a lot of those referees on the TV and they don't have a fucking personality. Well, this is
1: it. But the point is, to go back to something you both touched on there, what's important in football... You can you can play a, a football match without a referee. You know the <laughs> players can just about ref it. You know if you have to, you can find someone on a on a fucking Saturday you just want to play a match. You can find someone to ref it. You know what I mean? And if sensible, that, if sensible, if sensible, they are not. Dave, they are
0: not. If you've sensible footballers that aren't going to take the piss, then people will be you honest. You
1: don't even need a ref. You can self ref. The point is with this with the ad uh, with the advent of fucking VAR and all this shit and all uh, you've taken a position which was basically just supplementary you know necessary I suppose but supplementary and you've now over the years you've built it up more and more with all these added rules and rule changes and interpretation and referees interpretation more and more and more they've had a say in the game and now they decide who wins not how good the team is not how well the managers coach them not what the Tactics are just purely, and, so, and now it's not even the dickhead on the pitch, the three guys on the pitch that are fucking things up. It's your man in Stockley Park or whatever as well, and they're they're purely deciding games. They're taking points away. They're they're they are the the, the kingmakers at the moment, and it shouldn't be like that. There's something gone wrong when you've got referees are the most important factor in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, listen,
0: I do want to look at these incidents individually. And I think the first penalty, fair enough, the, the Mane offside, I think we can all agree that it is offside. And if the linesman doesn't see that, then he's not very good at his job. Totally. And again, that, and there's that no, no controversy yeah, there. And, and I think, you know, there, there's, there is an example of how VAR should be used for Mane's offside. Mike, I, the penalty, I'm not loads bothered about because i expected it to be given when i saw the replay because of exactly all the stuff that the chief has just outlined there that we retrospectively forensically look at these decisions and as soon as they look at something they feel compelled to overturn the one that really 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 fucking annoyed me was the offside and why because uh we we know there's we know there's a, a an issue with the frame rate, Mike. That they can't tell exactly when when uh, the ball was played or when the ball was kicked or contact was made, etc. But they apparently can tell to within a millimeter if someone was offside or not. Now I don't know about you, but that's the one that annoyed me the most. Yeah, it, it's it's getting beyond a joke.
2: Um, a couple of years ago, it was always fell on the striker side, didn't it? But nowadays, it's how they and they draw lines to suit themselves as well. Uh, I just think it was a joke. To me, you've got to go for the benefit of the doubt of the, of the striker on anything like that. Uh, it makes the game better. And I thought that's what VAR and everything was about, to make the game better. And it's not. It's making it worse. Uh, I just feel it's becoming a joke now. And like you say, you can't celebrate a goal. Like we we're saying, you, you. And if you can't celebrate a goal,
0: football's gone, isn't it? Well, yeah. that's it, isn't it? You'd think, <laughs> you, you, But you would think if, if there was a margin of error with the frame rate,
3: surely they would. There's got they to be. Surely
0: they should allow for a margin of a margin of error when it
3: comes to drawing those
0: lines. I you think know? so. I but think Dave, sh-
3: sh- surely they can't give an accurate reading. If but that's what I mean. That's what I know. mean. Surely they, and, surely they should
0: allow for well. It must be it must be X amount offside because yeah. we know there's an, a margin of error with the frame rate, etc. Well, I think they've got to start
2: with. You only can be offside if it's with a part of your body you can score a goal with, like we've seen in the past, an armpit. I mean, what's that all about? An armpit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well
1: that's it. It's these it's these levels, it's this it's this ultra it's this ultra it's it's the what's the word the obsession with 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 ultra perfection, which is in itself unattainable and not only is it unattainable anyway because as a concept it doesn't work, but also never mind the philosophy on it the fucking technology isn't there to make it perfect. just hundred percent, chief. And we know that it isn't there, and they've told us it isn't there. So when something looks level and when the first line comes down and it is level and then you have to extrapolate lines for about fucking I don't know, a minute and a half to prove that potentially one pixel of his football boot might be offside, he's not offside. But
3: you can't prove yeah. you, you you can say you can say he's one millimeter offside, but you can't show us how no. you deduce that, how you no. come and to you that final show,
1: conclusion. <laughs> And you can't show that that's exactly when the ball left the foot. You can't show that just because the ball's left the foot, had he not made contact with it before it leaves his foot, it doesn't just leave his foot immediately. He makes contact. There must be a moment that you can't see that he's already made contact, and, and so on. And, that's, and, so that, on and
2: so on. that's that millimeter, isn't it? Where yeah. It is offside.
0: Absolutely. That's that millimeter.
1: Yeah. So when you because essentially,
0: if you were to, if you were to, if you were to what, if you were to watch him, and we'll come to the penalty and the, the slow mo issue. But if you were to look at that player striking that ball in slow motion, they strike through the
1: ball, so the ball is struck before it leaves. Before it moves, fruit. of course. It's clear. Any anyone can tell you that. Anyone who's ever played the game, anyone who's ever ref the game knows that. But yet they just don't factor it in. And the thing the take, is, what what you end up with. Sorry, just one second. What you end up with is when you've got a team. And it's not just Liverpool, but like Liverpool, who play and play players like Mane and like Salah, and and players in there like Thiago and and, and Henderson who make the passes, and you're playing for that millimetre, and the whole your whole life, your whole the 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 benefit of the doubt has been with the attacker in those situations. It's now completely flipped. The striker has to make sure he can clearly show that he's onside. Any doubt, it goes to the fucking defenders now. It's flipped completely. So you're yeah. handicapping the strikers, you're benefit, you're weighing it towards defenders, which means you're cutting down the number of goals, you're disallowing goals. And just like Mike said, you're making it was supposed to make more goals and make goals make games better. It's doing the opposite.
2: Yeah, totally. And I think you take taking like the only talking point you've got now in a game is VAR. You've got no talking point, have you? anymore it's just me, yeah. What else does anyone talk about?
3: Like, no, well, here. that's what we've seen this weekend, Mike. All we, all we've heard is I have yet to see our game analysed in any just one play of our game analysed. It's all been about VAR and that's yeah. not what, it's, that's not what football's about. No, I mean, there's nothing
2: better than having a good talk about the game after, but talk about proper talking points, the, a good goal or a good challenge or. A good save or...
1: They've and got that's, nothing it. Now. that's it. That's if, it. If, if they don't chalk off Salah's goal, right? So they've chalked off Salah's goal because they say that they can prove that it was one millimetre offside or whatever. But you're making. By you don't have to do that. You've decided to do that. You've taken it upon yourself because you because you can't be sure. Because we're not. We've discussed that already. Don't need to go into it again. So, but they've made they made the decision to make the decision to put themselves centre stage again. Yeah, chief, you're absolutely and it, right. And I think
0: I think for me, what they're doing here is they're making decisions on on situations that are subjective, and that's not what it's for. It's to make. It's to correct decisions that are blatantly wrong.
1: Yeah, it's to correct their mistakes, basically. It's a helping hand for them. It's to make sure they don't end up looking like dicks, like fucking Graham Pohl issuing three yellow cards to the same player in the the same game and not sending him
3: off. Like three yellow cards. But it it also comes down to confidence as well, Neil. You know, does a linesman have the confidence to say, I'm not particularly sure on that one. I'd like I'd like to take a look at it. I, I I don't see a scenario where a linesman or a referee goes, you know, I I you know, off their own impetus, go. I'm not. I just didn't get the right view on that one. I'll go to VAR. You you yeah. know what I mean? On just on their own, just on their own. Um, yeah, I don't. Know. Admit I mean, that they because it's got to happen. We're human beings, Neil. You know what I mean? There's times. I mean, I would imagine
1: a Michael Oliver would say in his in, uh, in his in his Earpiece, can you just check that for me? Like, I imagine one, one or two of them do, but I know what you mean. The culture in the game is so—it's there. It doesn't seem like they work together
3: that well, ever.
1: No, 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 no.
3: A uh, I, I, I so disconnect Dave, is what
0: Dave, you're saying. Dave I, want, Dave, I want to come to the penalty here because I think this is very, I think this is very pertinent. Um, what Chief said there—that they don't seem to work in conjunction. So I'm just really interested on how the penalty decision transpires. So the incident happens, and... Play goes on. Whether you think it's a penalty or not, play goes on. They go to VAR, right? And then they say, right, the ref needs to go and look at the screen. Now, I don't really understand why, because people have been baying for, for, for referees to go and look at the screen. But what that says to me is that the VAR referee, the VAR, sorry, the, the can't make, can't, can't make a
3: clear call. Can't, so he's looked at it,
0: call. he's looked at it, and he's gone, fuck,
3: I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. I, he I'm, I'm not, here, Gov, I'm not sticking my reputation on this one, Gov, fuck you, yeah, it's up yeah. to you. You need to go and have a
0: look at that again
3: because
0: I'm not certain if it's the right or the wrong decision. And then he goes and has a look and he goes, oh, well, for fuck's sake, i have going to have to go over here now. I'm going to look at it in super, duper, duper slow motion. And actually, the funny thing is, if you look at it in super, 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 super slow motion like you do, it it looks like Welbeck dives about fucking 15 minutes after he's been kicked because it's in such slow motion. But but I
3: think the big issue here is, we don't know what that conversation sounds like. That's, and, and that's the thing. Chief put a question in our group yesterday about, you know, a serious question. Did, did video refereeing help rugby? It did. And it did because basically they wired the micro wired the referees and the TV yeah. officials up for sound. And you know, as, as, as I said to you, you can go to, go to the stadium in a rugby game by the little ref mic, um, earpiece. And you can hear the referee talking to the players all through the. And, and it's an endearing thing, Dave. It's a very endearing thing. Yeah. You, 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 you actually sort of go, oh, well, this referee's quite a nice guy. And this is what I was getting at about the impersonal side of football. We have no. Clue you get what connection. He, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, you connect with him. You on, get on a transparency. Level. And, and yeah. transpa- but total transparency because you hear these guys, there's nothing behind the scenes. You know, check if his foot was over. Checking the ground and check on this, check on that. And you can hear them discuss back and forth. I'm not particularly sure on it. I'm not. You know, I'll just look at another angle. And you can hear quite clearly what they're looking at, why, and and most importantly, why they're looking at it, and then ultimately why they have reached their decision. Where and I think this is my frustration with it, whereas we in football and and have always been in this way, and and we should be fucking used to it. That the referee can make a decision. He can make a bad decision, a good decision, an appalling decision, and he walks away from it. And there's absolutely no recourse. He gets a couple of column spaces in the newspaper, but next week he's got a game. There's no recourse. There's no, you know, the, you, if you're if you're if you're shit at your job, there's recourse. Uh, and it can, yeah, yeah. the recourse is is either fucking get better at it or fuck off out of this business. Generally, that's what I find in life. Um, yeah. Can you remember it, it, though, Dave, a few years ago?
2: Rests were doing interviews after games weren't they Can it didn't last
3: very long because they were on no the it spotlight. didn't did it yeah it, a but, and, of and, weeks, and, and it. I, I i would account that to back to their starting position their starting position of, of if you traditionally take us we've been watching football a long time mike the the vision yeah. of the referee he's a guy dressed in black he's the enemy yeah. And as a as a football fan, it doesn't matter what football team you support or whatever, he's the guy that can overturn the decision. So therefore, he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. And and and, fo- and football have not have done nothing to re- redress that balance of of making the referee out to be a bad guy. And as I say it doesn't matter what football team you support or how long you supported them. The ref screws you. <laughs> the ref screws you traditionally. So there's been nothing to do to make. You know, okay, we do see the odd one when they retire. They come out and they're great guys and whatever. I'm, I'm you're a man that goes to the games. Mike Dean, he seems to be. Able to, I yeah. would like to see Mike. Like honestly, I would love to see Mike <laughs> Dean interview because I think there's a genuine, funny human being in there. I was <laughs> talking to him us. in B Q actually the other week. <laughs> he used even, to be. He, yeah. He he used to work with with an ex of mine and 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 she thought the world of him. Yeah. Um, he works in the food industry and and as I say, there's many times her his number used to be in her phone and I, there was a few days I was tempted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't I'm imagine. not sure how good a judge I'm not sure how
0: good a judge a character she would be, Dave. To be fair.
3: <laughs> yeah, but put it like this, I never got access to the fucking number. It tells you everything. Need to know, Dave. Um, <laughs> but 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 it, it comes down to that, and and you know I, I'm not saying all referees are bad guys, but sadly there's very little opportunity for us to view a referee as anything other than the bad guy. Um, there's more opportunities in football to view the ref as a bad guy, and this this VAR has just exacerbated the whole situation, and 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 I, you can't help but feel that the refs, in in their own defence, are now like fuck. We need to get this. Absolutely spot on. We, de- you know, we have this technology now. We don't make a mistake. It's they, they're doubling down on their inability to self-examine. I think that's ultimately where I would. That's that the last. Time. They they can't self-examine because they feel now that they're under such immense scrutiny. I think just to just to finish this section
0: off, um, referees in this country or in England are. Of not the highest level, let's say. The thing that we have now is we have them addressing far more issues than they absolutely need to. And what that's doing is that's exposing their inability to do their job correctly further and further with every passing week, which I think is the great frustration. We, we,
3: we need more Perluigi
0: Collini and less Graham Paul. That's true. And i and, and, and I can't abide. I don't I don't wanna hear this. We need players up there in the VAR room making a decision because if anybody tells me that Steve McManaman's gonna do a better job in the fucking bunker than eh. some other than some <laughs> other gob then I you know I'm not on board with that either. Or Tim Sherwood or any of those are dicks. So um anybody wanna anybody wanna get any final VAR?
1: Uh, I just frustrations I, off their chest, Chief. Of course, you do, please. I do. I just, I just think that they need to revisit its very essence and they need to read what they put, what they told the journalists. They need to complete, approach it from a completely different angle. And it really should be just a fail safe that's used in extreme, in extremists, really, when referees have, have had a mare, essentially, and there's something clear and obvious, and there's something that that they need to get in this forensic line drawing. And oh, is it? It's changing the game completely. And maybe I'm old or or whatever, but I don't want it to become like wrestling. I don't want it to become like oh, I'm more interested in the VAR calls than I am in the game. And I, I don't want that. That's not what it's about. It's, that's where we are right now, Neil. But that's yeah, where we and, are right now. And I don't want it to. And and you can see how it's got there. And in a way, you can almost say you can almost say that you know they didn't realize what they were creating, and and now it's gotten to this that there is there is a way to pull back from it, and you don't have to scrap it. You can just they can just approach it from the from the way that it was originally intended, I believe. And yeah, I think that's I think
0: that's very. very
1: yeah,
0: rather yeah. than just destroying I, I, the game, I, you
2: know. I think if you go back to how it should be, VAR, I think it'll be good for the game. Uh, but it's just gone, like you say, way off the Richter scale, hasn't it? Totally, yeah. totally.
0: I think there's, there's, I think you're absolutely right. The pair of you. there's, there's no need to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Um, there's a system there that was designed to address serious errors. Um, in refereeing and it's not being used correctly and I think the, the finger of the blame can be pointed pointed squarely at, uh, is it is it Graham Pole or who is it? No, that other gobshite what's his name? uh oh, Gallagher? Mike, no, Mike Riley, Mike Riley, Riley, him, Riley him so, you know they want to be box office, they are box office and we're all talking about them but we're not talking about them in any other terms other than negative terms and I think the thing for me coming as a football supporter I haven't watched any football this weekend um, I watched the Liverpool game and if I'm being really honest with you guys I, 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 I went in to make myself a sandwich in the second half uh, at the half time and I missed the first 15 minutes I dipped in and out to see what was David going on just, it
3: just doesn't have the draw
0: Dave, I just, have the fucking, Dave, draw see, I, see after the offside I was just like I'm just so fed up with this shit I'm just fed up with this I'm fed up. There's no. It's sucking all the fun out of it. Football is supposed to be a spontaneous sport. That's why football is the greatest sport on earth. That's why it's the only true, truly global sport because it's um, sponta- It's spontaneous. It's spontaneous in the stands, in the bars in your house and on the pitch it's spontaneous it's not a set piece sport like so many sports these days are where all of these plays are set up meticulously beforehand a player could just do something out of nothing and it's the most amazing thing in the world and you might never see it again because it's spontaneous and it's instinctive and all of that has been stripped bare from the game by this
3: they, they cold you and calculated technology just you watch that was my see, rant uh, no no but just you watch and, and just to close this out before very long there'll be ad breaks during far decisions what do you fucking see i uh, i don't know if it's a, i don't want to go down this rabbit hole but watch this space american football well yeah <laughs> yeah
0: yeah well this is this is it and this i think this is this is the big fear for me you know we can we can be upset about the decisions in the individual match, which is fair enough. But, true, tr- honestly, and truly, I'm concerned for for the sport as a whole,
3: you know, because it's being you don't you being, don't you don't feel that the, that the return of supporters will will sort of even that plan feel a wee bit. Dave. No, like, no, 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 you don't. You, you're still in no, that. I don't, I think it's, I
0: think VAR is disfiguring football. It's disfigured it for 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 everything that we, it's taken away everything that we loved about the game. And do you know what? You go into the bars and, you know, people would have debated that penalty all day long. Was it a penalty? Was it a penalty? Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. I think it was soft, blah, blah, blah. And you can use that. You know, people use the the, the orange card or the amber card kind of, kind of phrase. And yeah, there will be debate, but that's the point. That's the point. And there's always going to be debate. It's what keeps us coming back. Yeah, and the thing is, these people can't see things in context. They can't see things in anything other than black and white. And these referees must—it must be black and white for them. Um, And football's not a black and white sport. It's just not. Um, It's about opinion. It's about subjectivity. And one one file is one similar file will be a file, and one situation it won't be a fire in another situation just because what transpires slightly before slightly after that's the sport and that's why we love it and it's been stripped bare of all of those things that that make it the best sport in the world so just to finally get away from var and i'm sorry because in this again is we var was designed to remove this 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 nonsense of talking about being dominated by incorrect decisions football chat should be dominated by incorrect decisions. VAR was designed to remove that, make it obsolete, but actually it's, it's done the, exactly the opposite. So let's get into something else. that's fucking ruining football. Um, Mike, I'll come to you first. Uh, Jürgen had a fair few things to say on, on BT after, after the um, Atlantic game. And, um, uh, or no it wasn't the Atalanta game it was with Jeff Shreves on Sky so it must have been the Leicester game or I don't know some game recently and it was removed very very swiftly from social media so he thought to himself I'm going to have a fucking argo here and he was I think it was it was uh, prudent to do so based on the fact that this is the best opportunity because it's the very thing that he's been talking about the Wednesday night to the Saturday half-twelve kickoff, and that it shouldn't be allowed. But it is. So where do you stand on, on how he... How, I don't think anybody disagrees with what he's saying, but how do you stand on how he's going about pushing this point?
2: I, I understand where he's coming from, but I think if he's not careful, the media will turn on him, like we were saying before. Um, and I think that's a danger because I think if the media turn on him I can see Klopp walking away from Liverpool I agree entirely what he's saying and I think he should get the backing of the top six if not more and like I think it was you were on about Ollie, he didn't even get his days right today did he, he was trying to back him and made a fool of himself so I totally agree with where he's coming from but I just feel if he keeps pushing, pushing, pushing the whole media are going to turn against him, uh, I don't think Klopp could handle that. I think he likes to be liked.
0: Yeah, he's he does come across. Chief is a, a very pff, amicable person. You know, he's very likable. He's very personable. But he's, you know, he's not he's not afraid to the challenge and. I think what makes him so personal is because he's just so brutally honest. You know, he's honest, and what everybody says about him is what you see is what you get. What you see in the TV is what you get. It's what we get in training, um, but he's obviously very passionate about this, and I think that he's he's pushed the point that this is not just about Liverpool. This is about the welfare of the players, and you know, I personally agree that. That this is the stand that he needs to take, and I think he's made that sound that he's not prepared to push it to a certain point and then just give up, is he?
1: No, and I think I think you know you, you, I take Mike's point um, in the sense that the media will only will only allow him to bash them for so long before they they bite back. I think it was interesting that the first interview he gave was on Sky, and as you rightly say, it was taken down very quickly. But I think it was it was after the Leicester game, wasn't it? And uh, he has a he has a go. He says to Jeff Shrees he says, you know, it's you, it's you lot. And he says, not you personally, obviously. I quite like our wee chats. He says, we have we have the crack basically. It's not your fault. I'm 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 having a go at you because you're holding the Sky microphone. And then he says, actually, it's, it's BT. It's BT because the problem is the Saturday game. They choose the Saturday game and they pay no regard to who's playing on the Wednesday night in the Champions League. And it just, which ironically is also, which
0: ironically is also a BT game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So they know rightly what they're doing and they're purely going for ratings and numbers and bums on seats, and they hang the fucking players. They, they, that doesn't come in to, to their thinking. So, obviously, this game um, where he's had a go was against Brighton. Obviously, things are bad anyway. You know, the situation is bad. More players have had to come off injured. Miller's got a hamstring injury. The whole thing with VAR, the, you know, the the... the the decisions we've talked about, that's just happened. And he gets the club after the game, and Des Kelly's there. I think it's Des Kelly. I think that's his name. Fucking grey haired guy.
0: I think everybody knows his name now. Yep. Yeah. Certainly, a, certainly every Liverpool fan.
1: That's him. That's him. So, yeah, he. Um He tries to play the card doesn't he oh it's not our fault Jürgen oh you know take it up with the Premier League Jürgen and the other clubs oh we're just doing our bit everyone's got to work together and Jürgen goes actually fuck the fuck off (laughs) because uh, it is down to use not you personally again he says but it is BT who select that game and it's BT who, who choose Liverpool to play at that time or choose Man City the last week to, to play at that time. So you're not you're not be you're basically not getting away with this one. And I think he's had his going on on both the platforms, Sky and BT. And personally I don't think he's he's going to specifically make a point of it again. But I think he's gonna allude to it in, in press conference after press conference. And any time there is an injury, and every not any time, every time there is an injury, and that will be alluded to, that will be be flagged up. And as the injuries mount up, which I expect they will do, not just for Liverpool, we seem to have you know we've had ours certainly and and they're ongoing. Um, but other teams will will become affected and, and will will get heavily hit. It's in the post for everyone. So when that pile up does happen um, and the standard of football suffers even more so than it has now, as we discussed pre-pod, that the worst games so far this season have been the ones involving the big six because they're the knackered ones. And as we get further into Christmas, where the standard generally sort of plummets towards the new year anyway because the players are so knackered Um with the fixture congestion, this year is just going to be untold. So so we'll see how, how BT and... And, well, Sky and particularly BT like those apples whenever it comes round to that time and they're, they're dishing out a product which people can't be bothered to watch because half half the players aren't there and the ones that are are absolutely knackered and there are no fans in the stadium and so on and so forth. And VAR's fucking the whole thing up up from the and side, yep. And killing people's escapism. I mean, that's the other thing, like... Football is escapism, you know. Mar- what was it, Maradona's quote? When you're on the pitch, life goes away, everything goes away. There's just football. But not with VAR, like <laughs> it reminds you. It hasn't been like that for a brave while now. And that you're helpless and, and all the rest of it, like you know what I mean. It's uh, it's ruining that escapism. So. So, yeah, something's going to be done, got got to be done, because this is coming coming to a bit of a head. There's a bit of a perfect storm going on, and a lot of people could end up falling out of love with the game, and that's going to hurt these companies financially. So I think you're right, Dave Dunning. It's not something that he's going to let go, but I think he's made his his fine points on it for now, if you see what I mean. And um, he's just going to let the sort of figures do the talking from now on in. One thing I sort of wanted to touch on is we're sort of, at the moment, through our worst patch for a little while. We've had those three games in six days, whatever it was, was six days. But now we've got, obviously we've got Ajax, but after that we've got five days, I think. So it's a nice big break. we maybe got some players coming back and uh, maybe we can sort of <clears throat> feel we're a little bit over the hump, but um, at least for now. But um, it'll be coming for other teams and, you know, the likes of of those Premier League teams that club together to fuck over the big six in inverted commas are probably going to feel that heat as well.
0: Yeah, it's... And Dave, I think we've already started to see it. We've seen a number of really poor games of football this season already. Um, and the ones that you can really pick out pick of out the top of your head are the ones between. Certainly the 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 teams that are playing in Europe, um, you know we saw that pretty much all of the second half of City Liverpool was fucking the Shite. Yeah, that's what it's one way to put it. Yeah, bluntly. Yeah. No, um, the, it, it almost United felt, it United, almost felt United like... Chelsea. Yeah, United Chelsea was one of the worst games I've seen in a long, long, long time. Um, and Chelsea Spurs wasn't a lot better today. So you know, I, I just wonder. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think that I know we've had a go with the broadcasters and we've talked about whether the media will turn against them or not, but do you think there'll be, you know, the the broadsheet media, if you like, um, and the actual football journalists, do you think that they might actually fall on Klopp's side and suggest that, you know, the quality is dropping and this might also be dictated by how, how well English teams do in the Champions League,
3: for instance? I don't say, I think this season, Dave, I don't think anybody's got great expectations of norms this season. I really don't, but I'm with Mike. Um, in as much as I don't want to see the British media turning on Jurgen Klopp because I think Klopp's the kind of guy who's above all that kind of petty, pathetic bo- bollocks and, and maybe would walk, not walk away if it got too bad. Um, you know, if we can remember, um, Philippe Powell, um, fuck, what do you call him? scolari um he lasted two months in chelsea because he couldn't deal with the scrutiny of the british press and and they weren't really against him at that stage it's when they turn against i, I it's just a guy like klopp who's so he's just straight you know what i mean jürgen klopp well i know he's manager of liverpool and all the rest of it but if he wasn't like when i was at Dortmund, i used to think he was a great guy just the straightest talker and, and he's a rarity um a joy to listen to and I would dread to think of, of the British media. Dave, I'll give you a, a great example. Actually, have you seen a spitting image puppet? Anybody? Yeah, Klopp's, Yeah. 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 yeah, thoughts, right. yeah. You're, ta- you're talking about a show who does nothing but stick a knife in people. They weren't sticking a knife in Jurgen Klopp. It, it shows the esteem that sort of Great Britain holds fucking Jurgen Klopp, and that, that that's what he gets away. The most positive guy that you know, ever. Nothing's a problem to him. Blah. blah, blah. And that, look, we can't afford to lose that we can't afford to lose that. You, you know what I mean? And and I just dread to think, and, and and this is why I'm saying, I hope Jürgen stops at that. He's made his point this twice now, but don't bang on on this. Don't don't cause the media to turn against you because they're a shower. Like, they are a shower. We know what, what, what they're like. And whether they agree with him or not, they even agree with what he's saying in principle. At this moment in time, especially, they've got to fill fill columns and there's not a great deal going on in the world beyond doom and fucking gloom. Like, um so that that you know, timing as as well comes into this as well. I just hope we've heard the last one. I agree a hundred and ten percent with what he's saying. Absolutely. The message is, is 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 a really important one. But he's made it. Let's stop. Okay. Um well
0: it's 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 what. Ajax, Mike on Tuesday night. So, you know, given given where we are, um, given where we are in the group, it's going to be uh, much more complicated than we would have liked after after last Wednesday. There, um, given Milner's gone off, we're not really sure where Thiago is. Did you know? Did we maybe only sign him on a two month loan deal or something? I I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. um, you know. Keita's out which I think we don't know how long for Milner's gone down uh, and obviously we've got the centre-back issue what what sort of a, a team do you imagine seeing um, against Ajax well obviously Alisson in goal I think
2: he's got to play young Williams I'm afraid at right back which is not good uh, and I think Williams and matic with Robbo uh, Ginny and Hendo and then I think it'll play the four. I think it'll go to try and win the group, put it to bed. Then the last game, because uh, I think it's gone back to Denmark, and not it? If I'm right, He can play all the kids and whatever, and not worry about it. I think that's the team he'll go with. Myself, he'll try and hopefully we'll get a good start against them and blow them away in the first 20 minutes.
0: That's I'm a-dreaming dreaming. <laughs> well it's not it's not it's not unheard of it's not unheard of i think what i think what i've seen in recent games and i think brighton was, was a good example that actually for the first for the first 10-15 minutes of games we we started absolutely brilliantly and then just seemed to drop off um in, in a really strange manner um chief what, what do you think um do you see mass rotation do you see kind of this kind of halfway house that we've seen the last couple of games continuing over the for the foreseeable kind of uh, you know is is this now our 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 christmas period starting earlier the the way we've seen Klopp go like maybe eight games with just huge rotation and all kinds of weird selections thrown in left
1: right and center uh, maybe maybe but I, I don't think so to be honest i think I'm going to take the Atalanta game as a bit of a as a bit of an outlier because I think he just felt that with it coming the way it did, when it did, with the with the injuries we had and the state of our squad, I think he just felt that that was a free hit. And I think he 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 obviously didn't go out to to lose the game, but at a point. A point was was absolutely fine and, and a win was purely a bonus. It was just trying to get through the game. You look at the selection at the weekend, obviously Matip gets a rest. You'd imagine he comes back in. So you imagine it's Matip and Fabinho lining up at the back. So once you've got Alisson, Matip and Fabinho there, you're a whole lot more solid. Um, Trent doesn't, doesn't seem like he's back in contention yet. Um... So you're probably I mean, you're probably asking Andy Robert to go again. If not, then maybe Costas comes in. Um it's, it's the question is does does James Milner start at right back? No? Because I wouldn't think so, sure. He walked there. off there, he didn't he? Off. Yeah. So possibly he would have. Because Nico Williams, we talked, he he had to be hooked at halftime. So who starts right back? That's the question. Does Nico go again? Probably. Because who else is there? Um Then in midfield, well, Jordan Henderson's back, isn't he? So that's, that's your first name in there. Can Jeannie go again? Well, he's probably going to be asked to, isn't he? Because he looked tired. Who else else is in there? Milner's out again. Thiago's probably not back. Ox is probably not back. Uh, Labby's definitely not back. Fabinho has to play centre half.
0: So Jeannie's going to have to go again. Probably. Going through, we could,
2: that's why I thought a Williams could go that, at centre-half. I'm, I'm with you, Mike.
0: You think ah, he goes Williams-Maddox? Williams-Maddox centre-half?
1: You might get a Reese williams and a Fabinho sort of pushing up the midfield. You mean, yeah, that that, that could might, happen. M-
0: might you get a Reese williams
1: Maddox and then Fabinho at a six? You might, yeah. Because he might... Yeah. It depends. Depends. It depends. Because Genie's always been the absolute the workhorse. He's played more games. Since Klopp came, than, than any other player, and he's played more games this season than any other player, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him see him do another sixty. Question is, does he go four two three one? Does he have more bodies? If he goes four two three one, can he can he then play Fabinho in the six? Give Genie a half, maybe give Genie half an hour, something like that. Just play Hendo in there because obviously there's fitness worries there. Henderson's just coming back. Fabinho's also just sort of back. And Ronaldo's probably in the red. Guys, where's Shaq? What do uh, we know
0: injured, where Shaq is? He got he, uh, injured. His it, calf it, 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 on, definitely out. Injured yeah. his calf on international duty. Yeah. So, yeah, Dave, man. I don't know. What do you so, think? I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of thinking, I, I'm thinking he goes, he goes strong because I think we have five days to always. lose. So I'm yeah, thinking man. he goes. I'm thinking he goes mad up for being you. The job gets done. Yeah. I think I'm the th- th- job gets
1: done.
0: Yeah. Totally. I think he goes mad up for being you. Centre half, I think he he does what he can he does he really the only thing he can do with a full back, you know, Rob Simicus is kind of a throw. I think probably Simicus because Klopp said afterwards that if he had had the five subs, Robbo would have been the one that had a, would have got hooked. Um I think he goes Henderson Jones in the midfield and maybe Genie takes the last thirty off Henderson. That's what I think, and then he goes to front four literally because we won't have the bodies in the middle of the park. That's what I see. Yeah,
1: and I think he goes out to win it, and he goes out to win it in the first half if he can. Yeah, yeah. Goes, he goes out to win uh, it. He goes out to make sure of it because
3: I think. Um, you prefer to win. At, you were not traveling this week. It's well, a home it. game. Yeah. You don't want to travel to Denmark and, and have to send your your full you squad it, to do it. You, you do it when you're to at home. Send a league cup team. Yeah, to Michelin, exactly.
0: Exactly. I think more than anything. I think more than anything else here, the fact that we've got the five days, the wolves, I think it is, it gives him the opportunity to be able to go strong, and I think uh-huh. he's going to take that opportunity. But, 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 Dave, and, and what? It, sorry, just to finish my point here, Dave. What I'm what I think now is is that I think he maybe looked at the Ajax game. We were all focusing on Atalanta and going, maybe we should, you know, just get it done here, get it done here. But he looked at that and he thought, right, well, I've got two days to Brighton and I've got five days to, to Wolves after those two matches. So actually, instead of throwing my eggs in the Atalanta basket to get us over the line, I'm throwing my, legs, my eggs in the Ajax at home basket to get us over the line.
3: Well, what we've seen in previous seasons, or certainly the last three, is Klopp will think differently in the group stages in Europe he, he, he certainly does we, we've seen different types of performances it's, it's there it's, it's clearly evidence uh, but on this one Dave I think the home the fact that we're home we're not having to travel I think he wants the job done and then he can do whatever he deems necessary for for Michelin he can, he can play the fucking under nines if he wants to at Michelin because if that's what he deems fit to do but, send me out I'll go yeah, I go too. I do nets <laughs> with a case of beer, as long um, as it's not Adrian. I'm all right with that. <laughs> well, I could make a. I could probably make Adrian look good. Uh, there's a thing. Uh, but you know what I mean, Dave. Get it done when 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 there's very minimal travel, very min- minimal disruption to the players. This is the week to, to get it done. Absolutely, positively, get it done, and then we can we, we can. Work on getting into that Christmas period because it's, you know, I, I really only looked at December this week and it's, it's fucking crazy. It's, it's absolutely mental. Uh, what yeah. the, what what these guys are expected to do and you know you, you you mentioned earlier about the injuries. Like we even saw it in the international break. Like I watched, a, I still I'm sort of drawn to the international games. You know, saw saw players like Ramos coming up. Players falling down, injured on internationals. And it's it's just like there's just, you know they talk about there's too much football, but when you condense it, there you know there is too much football. Well, we've lost Jack and Gomez in the last, yeah. last international break. Yeah, there, the, you, know, you know, there you go. And there, the, 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 that speaks volumes. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not going to get any better. As I say, looking at December, it's only got. You know, I was talking about the, the league table. Which you, how many injuries per game each team has would be an interesting stat to throw up. At this moment in time, because it, it it's it's relevant and it's real. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, that, I th- I I think we dump them. I think we dump them totally. Uh, I think that's the only the only thing in our mind, and I think we do it at a canter.
0: Well, here's hoping. Here's hoping we get ourselves over the line. All right, lads. Um, I hope everybody feels a bit better after that. I don't know, uh, Mike. How you feeling? You feeling? you feel a bit more relaxed?
2: I do, yeah. I think it's good to get uh, your views and listen to other people. So I know it's not just me thinking it about VAR. You know, I think it's quite good. Uh, I think we're all on the same wavelength for the Ajax game. All go out to win it, point to bed and, like you say, send the under nine to Denmark. But to be truthful, I don't think it matters if we win the group either because there's some good teams going to come run us up, isn't there? You know, uh, I don't even think Monday I don't break. think
3: that's a consideration. I, I don't I don't think that's even a consideration at the moment for Liverpool. I, no. I just think it's, it's qualification and it doesn't to hell be damned because we're a different let's be honest. We're it's a different, very we? diff, yeah. different beast in a knockout situation. Yeah. I don't care who we get we're beating them.
2: To be fair, if you come run us up and got Barcelona I wouldn't worry at
3: all, would you? No. <laughs> no, not a bit. Those days are gone. We're we're no. not dogs.
2: And, and we're actually, actually, able, that, and actually the
3: yeah, think, the, the, yeah
2: right, they they're fourteenth in their league.
0: I mean, that's yeah. unheard of, isn't it? You know? Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know, you finish second. You look know, at another group. It's it's at the minute, and as I, I we say, this is as groups stand. But at the minute, it's, it's it's Real Madrid or Real Madrid if you finish finished first, and Borussia Mönchengladbach if you finish second in that group. And that's just just one of the examples. So I don't think it matters a lot. I think there's a lot of decent teams who are going to finish second in their in their groups this year. Um, But, you know, I I think you're right. I don't think it, I don't think there's a lot of consideration given to it um, because it is a lottery at the end of the day. Chief, are you feeling a a, a
1: little bit, a little bit lighter now? I, I mean, it's, it's one of them, you know, um, what can you do? Uh, I was absolutely fuming. I don't think I've been more fuming in a, in a long, long time. Certainly not to do with football. I mean, I was absolutely fuming. My my right foot is 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 bruised enough to show to show that. Um, but it is, it, you know, it is what it is. And you know, when it comes down, to it we haven't lost the game, and we're still head and shoulders better than every other team out there. I mean, I've watched plenty of football this weekend, and. There isn't another team in the division that that comes close. City battered Burnley, but um, they'll lose again in a couple of weeks. To that's somebody bit, that l- listen,
0: that that, I so, think that's I think that's really funny though because um, people are looking at score going Burnley five 0 Maybe maybe City have got their act together. They've beaten Burnley five 0 and I think it's the last. Four b-
3: Burnley are b- Burnley Burnley are the city. What Norwich were us? <laughs> Absolutely. They're, they're, <laughs> Totally or what the Norwich, and, and, and Norwich and was they, the Suarez? Or, <laughs> they didn't even have Pope yesterday. I know they had some
1: some treble barrel surnamed guy. Yeah,
0: listen, that's that's
1: that's that's my
0: national goalkeeper. Thanks very much.
1: Oh, it is, isn't it, Bailey Peacock? Bailey Peacock, Peacock Farrell,
0: yes, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, he had a baptism of fire at Burnley, so um, oh,
0: yeah.
1: so it didn't go so well for him. But uh, but no, there's not a not a team out there. that's a patch on us, so. I think that makes it better. I think if we were not that good and all this shit was going on, I think I'd have packed in. But um, you know, you can't when we're when,
3: when you've got the, uh, you know the quality on this play that we do. So I so just yeah, miss the lovely football. Th- I miss the lovely football that, we, yeah. we, that we've been playing because it's all destroyed with a schedule. Yeah, it's onwards and upwards though, and and you're right. Like it is
1: suffering in the schedule. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. You can see it. You know, you could see it in in years gone by when Christmas was was always too packed and by the by game four you know the number of goals has gone way down anyone who does coupons over Christmas knows that you're not going both teams to score on anything after the fucking 23rd you know because they're just the number of goals is way down and the fucking the quality level is down and everyone's knackered and it's happened far earlier this year because because of the condensing of the schedule so yeah, that's a bit of a pain, but we've got Ajax on on Tuesday, and then after that's a lovely wee run of, uh, of fixtures. Like I think it's uh, Wolves and Michelin and Fulham, and you know, nice wee um, nice wee run of games there. We do
0: have so. we do have Jose in there.
1: Yeah, Jose on the sixteenth of um, of December, uh, yeah. the week before Christmas to to kick off that run, but. Um, but yeah, we should be going into that fairly, fairly well rested Touchwood after a, a double header with Michelin and Fulham, so um, shouldn't be too bad. It should be nice, for, and that's the next big game, really. So, so yeah, looking forward to getting into it now. This is the real sort of meat of the season, and we'll know a lot more about. Well, I think we're going to be top anyway, but we'll know a lot more about how the season's going to pan out in the next four weeks, really. Yeah,
2: Dave. Yeah, I think we'll. Um, sorry, I just think we'll be a few points clear by the end of Christmas. Myself,
0: I'll, I'll do. I think. Yeah. Uh, Hello. Anyway, carry on, Dave. No, I, no. Um, I think I'll. I think I'll carry off. To be honest. Um, Dave, anything to anything to to bless us with before we wrap things up.
3: Um, the beer I'm drinking is rather good. <laughs> and do I have to suffer another game of football anytime soon? Um, ah, Dave. I, 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 I think for me at the moment, I, I think we're winning this league. I think we're a really good, really good shape in the Champions League, and and, and I would be very disappointed if we didn't make, make at least the. I know there's a lot of people saying, you know, the English teams could suffer most in 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 the Champions League because of the alliances made from other leagues and whatnot. But we are that good, and I just think given what given the esteem like how Mo Salah and and Sadio Mane for Roberto Firmino the, the Champions League regardless of what we think of the English league is the big one and i think in that regard i think i would make us favorites for both of it, to do the double basically this season uh, but it'd be gutted if we didn't get if we didn't at least make the semi-finals of the Champions League i expect us to win i expect us to win the league I, i'm not worried about spurs I'm not worried about our run over Christmas. I'm not worried even if we drop points because I think we can still drop points and, and win this league. It's 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 just the way it is, and I think we need to get into our heads. You know, we've we've had fantasy football for a couple of seasons, and it's not going to be that this season. But I still think that we have enough fortitude to come out of the top at the end of it all. And that's that's basically it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, on that unusual Dave Karen positive note. Um, blame the beer blame the beer (laughs) I'll thank the beer if it's all the same to you Um, so yes on that note um, until next time up the fucking grind it out every week from now until the end of the season Reds